Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Well, good morning and welcome to The House Online. My name is Devin Cheatwood. I'm the Next Generation Director here at The House. And we just wanted to take a moment to say thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Whether you are joining us for the first time or you've joined us a bunch of times, we just wanted to say we're grateful for you hopping on today. Come on, go ahead and drop in the chat where you're watching from and maybe who you're watching with. Maybe it's your family. Um, but nonetheless, we are excited about what God is going to do today. With that being said, if you could just take a moment right now and go ahead and share this video on Facebook or YouTube. This will allow more people to be able to see it. And you never know, come on, who on your friends list could use a little bit of hope today. Well, um, I'm going to be bringing the word this morning. And as I prepared for this and as I was getting ready, um, I couldn't help but to be grateful um, for what I'm called to do and what I get to do. And I know that none of this will be possible without our pastors. And so real quick, I know if we were in person, come on, we would all put our hands together and show them some honor. I still want to honor them. If you know our pastors, come on, you know that they love people and they love developing leaders. And I'm so grateful for that. And you should be grateful for it as well. So go ahead and drop some hand clap emojis in the chat. Let them know that you love them. And we are grateful for our pastors. Well, As we jump in today, I get to continue our new series called Carols, okay? And so this is a series where it's all about songs that you may know the best, but you may understand them the least. And as we were uh, putting together these carols and looking over them, man, I was just surprised at how much theology, like how much biblical truth, how much like stuff you can pull out of those that relate to our lives and that we really need to take a deeper dive and look at. And so last week, Pastor Stephen uh, kicked it off and he talked about O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Come on, you want to go back and watch that if you didn't get the chance to yet. I know that it's going to bless you. And he even did a little bit of singing. Come on, he threw a little high notes up in there. So you can go back, watch that or listen to it on the podcast. And we want you to go back and get that. Uh, I know that it'll be a value to you. So today you may, you're wondering, I know the anticipation is already high. You're like, what Carol are we doing next? And we get to talk about joy to the world. Come on, it's upbeat. It's fun. It's one of my favorite Christmas song. So let's jump in and let's look at how this carol carol can bless our lives. Before we do that, I want to read a couple of passages of scripture to us. Obviously, come on, it's Christmas season. So we're going to talk about the reason for the season. We want to read about the birth of Jesus. And so Luke chapter two, verse eight through 12, it says this. I'm reading the ESV, but you can use whatever translation you like. Um, It says, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field. Keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, that you will be for all the people. For until you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths 
and lying in a manger. Come on, this is setting the scene for what's about to happen. The angel has come down. And come on, he's saying, don't be afraid. There's great news. I want you to know that maybe you're in a spot today. And I just want to remind you, don't be afraid. Come on, great news is coming. A gift is coming. And then in Psalm 98, verse 4, um, it says this. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the heart, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. So that's really what we want to focus in on today. Come on, this verse is saying, come on, make a joyful noise. That's all that joy to the world is about. Come on, joy to the world. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. Don't make me do it, okay? But it's about making a joyful noise. And so what we're going to really focus in on today is, come on, preparing our heart because we don't have to live in fear. I want to remind somebody today that you don't have to live in fear. You may watch the news. You may see everything that's going on. You may have people in your family that are sick. You may be sick yourself, but I want to remind you that you do not have to live in fear. And it's time for us as believers to rise up and begin to prepare our heart. Do you believe that God has more for you today? Come on, I do. I think that he has more for you. I think that there's more inside of you. I think there's a greater call on your life than the season that you're currently in. But in order for us to get there, come on, we got to prepare our hearts. So many of us, come on, especially in 2020, we have turned into survival mode. It has gone full on survival mode. It's like, I'm just doing what I can to survive. So I'm buying all the toilet paper, all the paper towels, like anything. Like I am hoarding it up because I am in survival mode. But I believe that God wants you to thrive. I believe that God wants you to accomplish more than just surviving. So let's get our hearts ready for what God is wanting to do. So a little history on the song Joy to the World. Okay, so this guy named Isaac Watts actually uh, wrote this song way back in the day. And here's how he ended up writing it. So back when he was going to church services, their services looked a lot different than ours. The only worship songs they had were they would sing psalms or they were seeing scriptures and they would just put a little music under it. And Isaac thought that this was super boring. He thought that it had gotten mundane. He thought that um, it had gotten religious. And so while he was sharing this with his father one day, his dad does the ultimate like dad move and says, you know what? If you don't like it, write some more songs. Come on. Maybe you've had a dad that you were complaining about something around the house and he was like, maybe you should go fix it. And so Isaac took him up on the challenge and he actually began to write songs that didn't just um, quote scriptures, but it incorporated scripture and it began to sing this song about not only what Jesus had done for us, but the anticipation and the buildup of what Jesus is coming to do again. Come on, somebody. And so here's the thing. As I began to, to sing this song and hear this song and, and really research and study this song, um, the one thing that stuck out to me uh, was let every heart prepare. Let every heart prepare. So if you are a fellow nine like me, then prepare is like a cuss word to you because I don't want to prepare for anything. I'm going to just be honest. I just want good stuff to happen. I want to wake up and I want to smell bacon and eggs, but I don't want to be the person who gets up and and does it. I don't want to be the person who gets up and cooks it. And so maybe you're like me and you hate preparing, but I want to let you know that if God is going to move through you and if you're going to be expecting of God to do something, come on, you're going to have to prepare your heart. I love Joy to the World because it's a straight bop, okay? And if you don't know what that means, that just means that it's a hit. Come on, it makes you want to bob your head. It makes you want to sing along. And my favorite is the Nat King Cole version. Come on, Joy to the World. 
I don't know why I imagine all old singers singing like that, but that's how I picture it. Come on, Nat King Cole, that's the best Christmas song. Mariah Carey ain't got nothing on him. You can argue with somebody else because in my house, we're going to be playing the Nat King Cole. But with all that being said, um, I want to look at how we can prepare our heart and how this song, come on, talks about this. It's so much more than just a catchy song or a fun song to sing at Christmas time. It is a song about preparing your heart. And so, real quick, let's look at three ways that you can prepare your heart in this season, but really any time throughout the year. So the first thing is, if you're going to prepare your heart, you're going to have to receive the king. Come on, here's what the song says. It says, joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature See, come on, this song is about, come on, receiving the king. Two things you're going to have to do real quick if you're going to receive the king. You're going to have to make a place, and then you're going to have to honor his name. Look, so many people want to just go to church and sing a song and be a part of a service, but can I tell you that is not specifically making a place. Come on, when we're talking about making a place, come on, we're saying make room in your heart for God. Take time outside of Sundays to connect with him. When's the last time you journaled or wrote something down or had a prayer that wasn't just over your food or over, um, you know, right before you go to sleep at night? When was the last time you really just sought out God and you say, you know what? I am making a place for you. And really, when we're making a place for God, here's what we're saying to him. We're expectant of you. God loves for things to be expected of him. That's when he can move. When you're saying, hey, God, I need you. I don't know how I can do this without you. That is when God can show up. But we have to make a place for him. Maybe it's been a long time since you got in your prayer closet. Or maybe it's been a long time since you got alone and you made a room for God. But I want to encourage you to do that this week. Come on, make a place for God in your life. Are you too busy? Is your heart too full of concerns for you to make a place for God? If it is, I want to encourage you to make some time. Come on, clear out your schedule and make some time to connect with the Father. The next thing is this. If you are going to receive the King, you're going to have to honor his name. Come on, you're going to have to put some honor on his name. You know, if I told you a super important person was coming over to you, if I said, you know what, the president of the United States is coming to have dinner with you. Look, you may be super excited about that. You may not be excited about that. But one thing is for sure, you are going to clean your house. Okay, if you told me somebody important is coming to my house, come on, I'm scrubbing parts of my house that nobody ever sees. I'm making sure it's clean because I want to do a good job of honoring whoever my guest is. Can I tell you that God is worthy of your honor, not because of your current circumstance or not because he's done everything um, how you would want it done in your life, but he's done everything according to his plan in your life. He deserves honor because he has every hair on your hair number. Come on, somebody. Right now, I'm, talk I'm talking to you. Yeah, you on the couch or you on the laptop. God deserves honor. And when we refuse to honor God, come on, we cut off the blessings on our life. I want to look at Psalm chapter 29 verse 2 and it says this, ascribe to the Lord the glory do his name. See this isn't a suggestion. 
This isn't something that um, is just asked of us. This isn't something that is just a good idea. Come on, this is something that is like, it's commanded. Come on, it is It is something that when you step into the presence of God, come on, you're going to place some honor in him because he is the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords and he's worthy of it in a great season in your life and he's worthy of it in a season where you feel like it's not going so great. And here's the great thing that I love about God is that the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. In other words, whenever we place honor on God, come on, that dude shows up. Come on, he shows up, he blesses us. Come on, he guides us, he leads us. And so we want to be people who in the midst of everything going on, in the midst of craziness, we don't want to forget to receive the king. And how we're going to do that is, come on, you got to make a place. You got to slow down long enough to have a place. And then when you finally come to that place, you got to put honor on God's name. So the first way that we are going to prepare our hearts this Christmas season, come on, is we are going to receive the king. The next thing is this. You're going to have to guard your heart. You're going to have to guard your heart. If you are going to prepare your heart, if you are going to get ready for the things that God um, has for you, if you are going to refuse to live in fear, if you are going to step into the calling of God on your life, if you're going to bring joy to the world, you are going to have to guard your heart. Here's what the song says. It says, no more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings so I feel like this is low-key a rap song. Like, that's some bars. But um, imagine that I gave you some land, right? Which this is not happening, so don't get excited. But imagine that I gave you some land. Now, this land was vast enough and fruitful enough that you could you could live on it. Come on, you could build a house on it. You could raise animals on it. You could grow fruits and veggies, veggies and everything that you need. Like, you, everything you need could come from this land. But the only catch about having a lot of land is, is that you have to take care of it. Come on, you got to toil the ground. Come on, you got to make sure that what it's producing continues to produce. You can't just neglect it and start to let thorns and weeds and different things grow up. Come on, you got to manage what you've been given. And so many times as Christians, we forget to manage our most prized piece of property. Come on, and that is our heart. We forget to manage our heart and we begin to let compromise. We begin to let offense. We begin to let all these things grow up and choke the life out of us. But I want to remind us, come on, we got to guard our hearts. Whenever something happens that, that could offend us, come on, we got to check ourselves and go, okay, am I offended just because I want to be offended or is this something that I need to take to the Lord. Don't allow compromise to come in and choke out the calling of God on your life. There's going to be, especially in quarantine, come on, there's going to be the temptation. There's going to be a moment where you're like, okay, I want to say this to my wife. And I just want to let you know that sometimes I have to stop and I have to play the situation all the way through in my head and look at the end result and go, okay, is this something that I'm wanting to produce? Is this something I'm wanting to produce in my life? And is this something I'm wanting to live in my heart? Proverbs chapter four, verse 23 says this, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. Please don't neglect your heart this season. I know you got to get your Christmas shopping done and I know you got a lot of different things to do and you're getting ready to deal with family and everything that comes with this season, but maintain your heart. Is your heart full of regret or fear or bitterness? Come on, I believe that God is wanting to take that from you today. Right now, where you're at in your living room, I'm believing that you could give that to God right now 
and he can turn it around. Are you tending your heart or are you letting whatever come in and out and flow in and out of your heart? Come on, we have to be vigilant. Come on, the Bible says to be vigilant that everything flows from your heart. And I want us to start paying attention to our hearts like they matter. Not like, you know what, we're just going to take whatever trash and we're just going to let it live there. No, we're going to start guarding it and going, okay, is that is that something that should be allowed into my heart because once we start to manage our heart we can start to manage our thoughts we can start to manage our um, beliefs we can start to manage our responses we can start to manage our actions and once we do that come on we can become life-giving and we can be people who when we step into a room when we walk into a situation come on the life flows from us if you are going to be full of joy come on you're going to have to have a heart that's ready for God to move in it, and it can't be ready if it's already full of all kind of compromise, fear, and sin. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 21 speaks about this, and it says, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. I don't know about you, come on, but I want to be seen as honorable. I want to be seen as holy. I want to be set apart, and I want to be useful to God. Come on, you want to be useful to God, then come on, you got to purify yourselves of all the wickedness that is in your heart. And I have to do the same. So, come on, we got receive the king. We got guard your heart. And then lastly, if you are going to prepare your heart, you're going to have to realize that Jesus is full of of truth and grace. Come on, this is crazy. Realize that he is full of truth and grace. Here's how we say it here at the house. We have to walk in love and truth. See, here's what happens. Some people say, you know what? We just want to love people. And some people say, we just want to share truth. But you can't have just one or the other. If you only have love, then you leave people as babies because you coddle them and you never allow them to truly grow. But if you only have the truth, you cripple people because you hold them to a standard that they cannot live up to yet. Instead of giving them bite sizes at a time, you give them the whole thing and it weighs them down and they can't go forward. Let's look at what the song says about Jesus. Joy to the world says this. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nation prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. Can I tell you that when you walk in truth and grace like Jesus, come on, the nations are going to prove the glories of God's righteousness. Here's what I'm saying. If we had Christians, come on, who just walked in truth and grace, I believe that it could change America. I believe that it, it would start with changing our homes and it would change our communities and our churches. And then ultimately it would change our states and our nations. John chapter one, verse 14 says this, the word speaking of Jesus here became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. See, Jesus had a perfect balance of both. You remember the story of the woman caught in the act of adultery? Come on, don't worry. I'm gonna keep it PG. You don't have to cover your kids' ears or anything. But here it is. Jesus um, is is in this town, and these Pharisees, these people, um, they catch a woman in the act of adultery. Now I don't know why they was going around looking for this kind of stuff. I didn't live back then. But anyway, can you imagine like that moment? 
Can you imagine how embarrassing that was for that lady? Can you imagine what would happen today? Come on, people will be on FaceTime talking about, oh, did you see, did you hear about, oh, girl, she got caught in the act. Come on, she is so trifling. And, and back in that day, it would be even worse because back in Jesus, when Jesus was on the earth, come on, they could actually lawfully stone this woman for what she had done. But instead of Jesus stepping in, come on, and holding only the truth in his hand, he steps in with a little bit of grace and a little bit of love. And he says to her accusers, hey, whoever here doesn't have sin, you guys go ahead and throw the first stone. Now, this was obviously the ultimate move by Jesus because he knew like everybody there had sinned except for him. And he wasn't going to be the person to throw the stone. And so one by one, the accusers began to drop the stones and walk away. But this wasn't it. That was such a powerful moment of love. Don't get me wrong. But Jesus didn't forget about the truth. Jesus turned to the lady and said, now go and sin no more. Can I stop right there? That is so that is so counterculture. Right now, we want to be so sweet and so kind to everybody that we would never say this to somebody. We would never tell somebody, you need to stop sinning. Now, obviously, Jesus didn't say it with that. He said it with a little bit of compassion and a little bit of love. But the, the truth remains that Jesus walked in both. See, a lot of times we don't have a problem with, you know, split, splitting the bread and feeding the fish Jesus. We don't have a problem with baby Jesus wrapped in swaddling cloths. But sometimes we do have a problem with the Jesus that says, go and sin no more. And can I tell you that if you are going to prepare your heart, you are going to have to not only walk in love and love people, which, come on, I want, I want us to do. And I believe that we need to do that. But you're also going to have to walk in a little bit of truth. See, the... um. The point is not that we would make people mad. The point is not that we would tell people everything that they do wrong. The point is that we would help people progress in their faith and we would help them walk like God has asked us to walk as we love them, but also share the truth with them. See, joy to the world is not just about the grace that we've been given. Come on, joy to the world is also about the grace that is to come. Come on, I don't know if you've read the whole book, but I want to tell you in the midst of a season where everything is going crazy, um, God's people win. Um, Jesus wins. Jesus, he, he, he is victorious in the end. And so I don't know what your circumstance is today. Um, maybe you just got laid off of your job. Maybe you are going through a divorce right now. Maybe you're a young person here and, and you're failing and you don't know what you're going to do when you're in college and, and you're, you're, you're racking up the dead and you don't know what's your next move. I want to remind you that you can have joy because the end of the story is we win. And that's what joy to the world is all about. But we're going to have to prepare our hearts until that time comes. And in the midst of everything going on, don't forget to receive the king. Don't forget to guard your heart. And don't forget that Jesus walked in truth and grace. And so we're going to have to do the same today. Have you received the king yet? I know maybe uh, you've been joining us at the house online for a while. Or maybe this is one of your first few times seeing it. And a friend shared it and it just popped up. Um, but have you received the king? Like like seriously. Not like you know, you know, you know who Jesus is. But do you know Jesus? Have you made room in your life? Are you expectant of him to show up and show out in your life? Have you put the due honor on his name? Come on, if you haven't, I want to give you the opportunity to do that here today. In a minute, we're going to pray. And I just want to pray that you will open up your heart to him. Have you guarded your heart? When's the last time you did a heart check? 
Come on. You, when, when's the last time you took out some weeds or some thorns? When's the last time you said, you know what? I have a little bit of a compromise building up. I have a little bit of sin building up in my heart. When's the last time you did a heart check? And then lastly, are you walking in truth and grace? Or are you leaning more towards one? Come on, have you become the angry, bitter Christian who hops on Facebook just to tell everyone what they're doing wrong? Or have you become the person who is just, I love you, I love you, I love you, and you never can speak truth into people? Come on, come into alignment with who Jesus is. And come on, let's begin to prepare our hearts in this season for what God has for us to do. It's just not, joy to the world is not just a happy song. Um, it's a song about what God is wanting to do in our lives. And so real quick, I, w- I want to pray over us. Come on, I believe that God is moving even now. Um, so here's what we're going to do. Um, if you can, cut out all the distractions. Um, you know, settle the kids down. Come on, put the phone down. Stop multitasking. Lunch is going to be here in just a couple minutes. Like, don't don't worry about it. Let's pray. And I really want to pray over a couple of specific groups of people. The first one is you haven't received the king yet. And, and this is going to be the moment where you can do that. This is going to be the moment where you can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm believing it right now that somebody is watching this and it's a divine moment. It's not you didn't scroll through this on accident. Come on, you stopped and watched it because of this moment right here. And then the second person I want to talk to is maybe, you know what? Your heart has been hard and your heart has been bitter. And it's been hard for you to connect with the Lord the last few weeks, maybe the last couple months, or maybe it's been years. Because of you haven't managed your heart. And so I want to ask God that we would open up our hearts to him and, and see what he has for us. So let's pray. God, I thank you for every person watching this, God, who, who needs you today, who hasn't received Jesus as their king, as their Lord and their Savior. God, I pray right now that they will open their hearts to you. God, that you would meet them right where they're at. God, that they would know that there's no specific formula of special prayer that they need to say other than, God, their hearts are open to you. Jesus, they believe you are the son of God, that you came and you you died for us and you covered our sins. And God, right now you're moving in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. The second group of people I want to pray for real quick um, is your heart has been hard. I want to pray that it would be softened. God, right now, I pray that you would soften our hearts. God, forgive us where we've become bitter, where we've allowed compromise to creep in, where we've allowed the thorns of, of regret to step in and choke out our hearts, God. Um, I'm praying that you would help us weed those things out. God, we want to be life-giving. We want to be a place where truth and grace flows from. God, so help us as we just continue on this journey, as we step in faith and we decide, you know what, I'm not going to let those things hold me down anymore. I know everything going on around me is crazy. And I know people have their opinions about what a Christian should be like, God, but I am going to submit to you, God, that you would be the king of my heart, that you would rule my heart, that I'm going to make a place for you inside of it, that I'm going to um, connect with you. God, I'm going, to, I'm going to refuse to allow the world to deposit things inside of me. I'm going to allow the word of God to deposit stuff into me. God, we love you and we thank you. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We want you to connect with us. If this word um, stirs something up in you and you want to take a next step in your faith, I want to encourage you to do that. Um, And then we here in a little bit, they're going to tell you the number to text to the house 
so that we could connect with you and we can help you on this next step. We love you. We're so grateful that you joined us. We love you. And we can't wait to see you at our Christmas Eve services. Come on, check that out on our website and we will see you there. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.